Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. It is your Tuesday, Lori and Julia show on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. Thank you for joining us. Coming up on Mother's Day, Sunday, May 12th, once again, we will be out there in force with the Susan G. Coleman Race for the Cure. It's an annual event. We'll be back at Southdale again. And if, we, uh, if you would like to sign up for our team, we'd love to have you. My Talk's team, LoJ. Just go to the website, mytalk1071.com, and use the keyword race and get yourself signed up. Thank you, Donald. Okay, so while you were gone last week, yeah. Julia, um, Barbara Bush has an authorized biography that came out last Tuesday, okay. and it's called The Matriarch. Barbara Bush and the Making of an American Dynasty. So Barbara cooperated with this. This is okay. authorized... All these stories she knew would get out there in public. Like last week, the little excerpt that we had. Is the book out yet, Donnie? It is out. It is out. out, She had to bite her lip around Nancy Reagan or something. No, no. Last week it was she blamed Donald Trump for giving her a heart attack. And that H.W. voted for Hillary and she wrote in Jeb. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I know you're telling us that, yeah. Now, this week we have old, cold presidential tea. We're going back to the Reagans and Bushes for you youngins. At one time, George H.W. Bush, before he was president, he was vice president under Ronald Reagan for eight, eight, years. eight years. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. right. Okay. Yes. And apparently, by, by the way, he in 1980, he went up against Reagan for the nomination. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And then Reagan made him be the VP. Yeah. So here is the story today. Okay, so Barbara Bush's grandmotherly veneer made Nancy Reagan seethe. She wanted her to change the way she dressed and to do something with her hair and her makeup. Well, think about it. Nancy Reagan comes from Hollywood. Right. Superficial, super thin. Yeah. Had her uh, psychic yep. on. Yeah. You know, she was considered kind of a colder woman. Yes. Right. I mean, it wasn't. She was the stepmother. Uh, she famously had problems with, you One know, the, the kids. Yeah, the yeah. couple of the kids. Nancy was envious of how self-confident Barbara Bush was, mm-hmm. her social standing. She had a very close-knit family. Yeah, the Bushes. they were, yeah. And, Bar- and Barbara had a sense of style. Pearls? Well, she did. And mm-hmm. Barbara thought that Nancy Reagan was brittle and shallow and failed to forge close or even functional relationships with her kids. She was truly baffled. Oops. Oops. Okay, so in the early 1990s, stories circulated about Nancy Reagan treating Barbara Bush poorly. And she, Barbara Bush, called up the First Lady to try and kill the bad publicity. 
and Nancy Reagan pretend like she didn't know what she was talking about. And the things like the bushes, not once, but twice, they were canned from going to the White House dinner. Famously from the one where Princess Diana and the Prince of Wales came in 1985. Normally, the vice president... Would always, would be, always there. be at the White House yeah. state dinner. That's oh, just kind of a, a given. Nice little slappy and she, Yeah, very much so. Uh-huh. And anyway, Barbara Bush said, I, I, I just, she wrote in her diary, I didn't feel like playing her game anymore. And I told her, don't you ever call me again and I'll never call you again. And she hung up the phone. And is this still when she is, this the, is yes. the vice president's well, wife? Well, yeah. Apparently when they became the first family, Nancy Reagan had no first lady advice, which is traditional for one first lady. Same with yep. the president to, to leave a note. No, you leave oh. a note, mm-hmm. usually a letter, and you probably make make yourself available. Here's my number, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But um, all she said to Barbara Bush, that it's considerably more difficult than being Second lady. Whoa, and that's whoa. from Barbara Bush. Uh, that's what she said. And she's yep. okay. And um, anyway, uh, the uh, she hated us. Mrs. Bush told Susan Page, of, who did the matriarch. I don't know why, but she really hated it. Hated us. They never invited the Bushes to Camp David when they were the first family, the Reagans. It was, you know, listen, if two women don't get along and the husbands do, there won't be a social life. No. They can work together, but if the... And the the guys can do things on their own, but if the gals don't get along... Or if in the case of somebody was gay, if the other partner, you know, if someone doesn't like each other and the two main people that are in the positions of, you know, running the... Mm -hmm. They do fine. Anyway, they only got invited to eat upstairs in the private residency once. (sighs) Wow. In eight years? In eight wow. years. <laughs> and the most sought after uh, invitation of the Reagan presidency, and this is from a couple different you know historians that have done their books, was the November 9th, 1985 dinner for Princess Diana and her husband, the Prince of Wales. Um, everyone wanted to go to this. And, and John Travolta was invited. Yes, he was. And Nancy went to, to great lengths to make sure that the Bushes wow. would not be invited. And wow. citing documents from the Reagan Library, uh, the author of the book writes that the names of the Bushes, which were they referred to as Vice President Second Lady, were crossed out by hand from both an initial invite list and an accompanying plan for them to greet guests in the Red Room. On the third list, their names had again been slashed out by pen. And when the deputy White House chief of staff cautioned Mrs. Reagan about excluding the vice president and the second lady from the dinner, saying it would be a breach of protocol and would cause gossip and blah, blah, blah. And she just said to him, just watch me. Whoa. Whoa. She did not like Barbara's sturdy figure, her (laughs) blunt manner. And uh, her close knit It's Mean like Girls Lotus Edition. It is. Lori, it totally is. <laughs> I know. I mean, is it really scandalous? You know, I. I mean, I don't. I don't. I don't know. But it is kind of. It is cold old presidential tea, and well, I'm kind of here for it. And, uh, totally, Lori. And here's one when um, it was time for Barbara Bush to issue a statement after Nancy Reagan's death in March of 2016. She put aside their enemies. Yeah. She called upon the graciousness. That is, um, you know, with women who belonged to the exclusive First Ladies Club. Yes, that's true. And Barbara Bush praised Nancy Reagan for her famous devotion to her husband. And here's what she said. Nancy Reagan was totally devoted 
to President Reagan, we and we take comfort that they will be reunited once. That is perfect. Very classy. You didn't ever say anything about how you felt about her. Nancy Reagan set the highest disapproval rating for any first lady up to her tenure. And I don't know where it is in compared to other first ladies, but... uh, only Jackie Kennedy scored higher than Barbara Bush. And uh, and why was she disliked? Because she... Because she had this waspish, cold... You know, she was as cold as her husband was warm. You know, it's all the yeah, perception yeah, of yeah, all of yeah. that. And Barbara Bush told the, the author, Susan Page, my mail told me a lot of fat, white-haired, wrinkled ladies were tickled pink. I was in the White House, <laughs> both as second lady and first lady. And um, she said, you know, um, it, you know, she was more than that. But Nancy Reagan always wanted to basically give her a makeover. Please. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that was kind of the things I... She, and Nancy Reagan called the Bushes the shrubs. That's hysterical. Oh, okay, that's hysterical. I, I missed. That's I buried shit. the lead. Better than oh, the hedges. I buried the lead. Shrubs. I buried the lead. Oh, yeah. Man. Anyway, she called them the shrubs, not the bush, the bushes. Oh my that's gosh. Funny. Anyway, so if you're interested in that book, the matriarch Barbara Bush and the making of an American dynasty, if you like presidential history and stuff, it sounds like it was uh, like she really got a lot of. Um, she dished. Yeah, I mean. And payback was how um, Nancy Reagan loved to gossip about George Bush's supposedly having an affair with this woman. Jennifer Fitzgerald. Yeah. 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 And um, anyway, so the shrubs. That's funny. The shrubs and the Regans. All Mm -hmm. right, listen, we come back. (laughs) It's um, it's time for random. You know, I saw this story the other day. Do you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. All right. Well, guess what today is? Uh, International Fat che- Fact Check Day. People are really busy. Are they? Especially <laughs> on this show. <laughs> and if they're not doing that, it's yeah. National Ferret Day. Oh, yeah. Or it's Equal Pay Day. And this was first observed in 1996. How's our symbolic uh, day going as far as uh, closing the gap on the gender Well, here, pay? you know, it we was... closed it? It was... Depends on the business? Hold on. All on right. tw- in 2019, it's April 2nd. On average, today is the day women earn, you know, 80%. We've caught up. We've caught up. Oh, that boy, that's depressing. 80%. That really Let puts it into perspective. Let me finish saying what it is. We earn 80% on the dollar compared to men on average, today is the day everyone's caught up and having equal pay. But I mean, yeah, that's, that's a long bad. time. It's mm-hmm. been a long time since the first of January. Now that I think about it, I'm getting mm-hmm. all mad about this. Yes. Okay. Don't. All right. Don't. Don't. Other things, good things are happening. And there's only 12 days left. That to means Julia didn't premiere. want to read the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to feel that way about a lot of the stories today. Oh, yeah. oh, um, okay. So here is, here's kind of a sad thing. Donnie posted it. But Great. if you remember this devoted fan of Prince Harry, her oh. name was Daphne Dune. Is this the Australian lady? And she was an Australian. No, she Daphne. was in a wheelchair. And she considered herself... Prince Harry's biggest fan, um, and no one disagreed, but she uh, passed away from pneumonia this past Monday, just days after, but before she died, okay, she Jelly. received a card from Prince Harry and his wife, Megan. Aww. Mm, well, you know, 99, that's a good long that's life, and she low. just got to have a nice hug and a chat with him Yeah, it's, a mere six months ago. That's going out on a high note. I know. Now, Lots this, of good photos of the two of them on the Did you the post website. those? Yeah. Okay, thanks, Thanks, Donnie. Donnie. 
meeting each other several oh, times. That's nice. Okay, so this is something that was in USA Today and Lori reminded me of, and I remember reminding my kids of, but um, U.S. men, when you turn 18, uh, for the past 39 years, it has been a rite of passage for American men. Within 30 days of your 18th birthday, every male citizen and legal resident has to um, register, for, register the draft. for the selective services, either by filling yeah. out a postcard side, a postcard sign thing that you can get in the post offices, That's right. or going online to www.sss.gov slash home slash registration. I mean, if you just look it up, how do I register yeah, right. for the selective like services? Service, huh? But here's here's what happens. Um, I nagged. I told, I you was like, me. I and I nagged you, I said, you need to parent hard on this one because it, I remember getting scared about this, like when Corey, Casey's son turned 18, because Casey's like, ah, what's the big deal? And I'm, what's the big deal? And I had read like a story about it is a big deal. Well, here's yeah, why it so. is. Here's what people don't know what happens when this gentleman turns 26 years old. Men who fail to register for the draft um, by, you know, 26 years old, they can no longer do so. Forever closing the door to government benefits like student aid, government jobs, even U.S. citizenship. Yay. Men under 26 oh. can get these benefits oh. by taking advantage of what has effect- effectively become an eight-year grace period and signing up for the social selective services on the spot. Yeah, just do it right. Do yeah. it within 30 days. Make it be like a rite of passage, like maybe getting your driver's license yeah. or something. It's interesting that it doesn't, um, the peel can be costly, time conservative. Um, consuming it's a big hassle. Yeah, I still have my draft card. You do. Tony. It's in my wallet. I still have it. Oh my god! So you haven't for, lost your wallet? Was, <laughs> like, yeah. Like I mean, me? I transferred it to another wallet, but I still have my card. Were you old enough too, to have been eligible? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, I was two S, which was the student deferment. Yeah. But I was in the lottery. Right, and then the war ended. And uh, the war was still going on. World War II was this or the Korean? Stop it. Just stop. No, this was the war was still going on, and they had the lottery. And I still remember this. I was in college, and my mother calling me relieved that I had like number 329. Yeah. Well, I can't imagine what that would have been like for parents and everything. And you know, I know Congress talks about everyone's, well, we should do, they'd have to do all this. We got so many other things they need to do, but just do it because it does affect you. Yeah. And I just think it's one of the things parents should parent hard on. Just do that one dumb thing. Yes, I agree. Okay, so there's a lot of other things parents should parent hard on. I know, but But that's one that you like. That's one I personally like because you hate to have this kind of crap come down because you never knew about it because nobody said one darn thing. And you didn't know about it. You didn't even know there was a draft if you're 17, maybe. You're right. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, so here's... you slept through your history class. Here's a little random <laughs> randomness. Um, you know how people are trying to get in vitamin C through eating food? And Isn't pe- that the usual way we try well, and get it? Some people don't eat a lot of fruits and vegetables, just take a pill. But so this I thought was wild that if you eat a red bell pepper, it has three times the amount of vitamin C as eating an orange. Is that why I put peppers in my salads every That's day? That's 240 mm. milligrams of vitamin C are in a red bell pepper. Mm-hmm. And the prices have gone now because winter is over. Um, you know, because red bell peppers really get spendy in the winter. And an <laughs> orange is only 70. I'm giving you. I mean, that's the truth, though. Well, that is the truth. Let's hope the border doesn't shut down mm-hmm. because we'll be out of, out of avocados and red peppers in three weeks. And, and tomatoes. Um, and here's the deal. <laughs> the tennis nets ha- have gone up in most communities and people want to go out. Kind of chilly. Kind of chilly. I know. This weekend. My just- guy wanted to play tennis and hit balls. And I'm like, I'm sorry. My hands would be freezing. Wear a sweatshirt. And I said, my hands. Well, wear a glove. And I'm like, no, oh, for crying out loud. Well, here's the big question today, Lori. You okay? can't hurry tennis. Huh? You can't hurry tennis. Sometimes you want to. Okay, here's today's big question. And I'm going to ask you both this. Lori, are you better looking, worse looking, or the same looking as your significant other? I'm better looking. Donnie? Yeah. The same. I'm going to go with same. Oh, okay. You think you're better looking? No, he thinks he's the same same looking. Oh, you're the same. same. Oh, I hope I hope Deb isn't, isn't listening. listening. <laughs> She's not listening. You would you like answer? to? Would you like to change your answer? She's gorgeous. She's so much better no, looking than I am. Maybe what you want to do, Donnie, <laughs> is uh, recommend Bradley the for the Miss Congeniality <laughs> contest. Uh, here we go again. I thought that was the politically correct answer well, to say you're the same. <gasps> oh. Oh, well. It's the wrong answer, Danny. I'd like this to be a purple play down on your couple okay. tonight. It will be. I'll send no it to right now. She's definitely better looking. <laughs> Always. Wow. That hurts. That hurts when you no, say that. No, Donnie, we're trying a, to help you and every other you're, clueless you're man. Okay? Every other <laughs> clueless man that answered the same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, according but of course to the new are, survey. Yeah. Oh, dear. 12% of people think they're more attractive. Loreen, 18% say their partner's better looking, and 34% say they're equally. Oh, so I'm vindicated. No, that doesn't mean you're vindicated. <laughs> it means that 34% of people may not have a significant other is what it says. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. okay. Okay. And for what it's worth, right. men usually are more likely than twice to say that the partner they're with is more attractive. So. Well, because that's a smart guy. I know it. O'Donnell. I mean, yeah, would your I, guy sorry, say sorry. that you're better looking Always. than he is? Yeah. Okay. And it isn't that Casey isn't no. hot stuff because he is no. hot stuff. But, but I mean, let's he's, just. You know, he's got a craggy face. He's a man who doesn't do Botox. You right. Know? They and let their hair go. Nice. Yeah, let their hair. His hair. I mean, he won't let me smudge it. I'm like, O'Donnell. you're aging me. All right. Well, my answer was this would. My answer would be this. <laughs> in some cases you need it yeah you needed some female splaining right you did. there you did okay yeah lesson learned yeah i'm not sure <laughs> we're gonna have we're gonna have a quiz in a month at the end okay. we're gonna have a quiz in the month in a month we're gonna have it be a trick question <laughs> you won't know it but you have um, one more chance that's for tomorrow's promo people yeah all right we'll be right back
What are we coming back with? Oh, Randa, we're doing Hollywood speak. That's what we're doing next. We're moving things around today. Right time. So, what are you trying to say? Hollywood. Hollywood speaking. What is the meaning of this? What is the meaning of this? I now don't we know. The Hollywood speak and the royal speak, because I always wondered, what's the big deal? They're separating their houses. The oh, Cambridges the and the Sussex. Speaking of Prince the Harry and William, yes, the images. what was the deal? I couldn't figure out because there was story after story. Oh, the the brothers are separating their households, and we were not getting getting the I royal didn't get speak any of on the that. Royal speak. What is it? They both had their social media, and all their PR was coordinated through Kensington Palace, and Kensington Palace. Um. PR people would give, here's a little for Harry, here's a little for William, okay. scheduling things, doing whatever the official stuff okay. that, that they're okaying. By having, splitting the households, they each have uh, free reign of their social media. Okay, so, so we, tell me what their sites are. So now we have the Duchess of Sussex and, you know... The Duke of Sussex. They have their own account. Tell they me gave, what it's called. They gave, um, oh, Julia, why I are you going to make me do because that? Because I want to know it. I don't know. Just look it up on uh, Instagram. Well, okay? What would I look up? Sussex Royal. S-U-S. Sussex Royal. That's what the account is named. And they gave us a little photo of them in um, New Zealand. When it's they went not on their Sussex lo- Cambridge. It's Sussex Royal. Sussex Royal, because right. Cambridges are William and Kate, but they maybe just have Kensington Palace, but maybe they're going to change it because they want it to be the name Cambridge. Well, I have hashtag Sussex Royals. Yes. Okay. Oh, 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 do you see that? They but have, they're only hashtags. The official, oh gosh. There it Lori, is. Lori, because you know we have. And they got 150,000 followers in 30 minutes, including the social media coordinators for Gwyneth Paltrow, David Beckham, and Blake Lively. They checked follow. We check follow. Yeah, I know, Jules. If we can remember how to log it's, in. <laughs> it, and they shared it with William and Kate. Fantastic. And that's what it meant when they said they were separating their houses. They didn't just mean physically the houses. They meant everything is being run separate. All right. And that's why Megan has been getting so much crap in the press. Not only has there been racial undertones, but William and Kate probably were not too happy about... Harry and Meghan, there's sort of the feeling that you should stay under the shade of me. Sure. You know, when you're going to be king. Well, yeah. Margaret kind of had to fight. We saw this in the crown. Sure. She had to somewhat be in the shadow of princes. So you can see where some of these stories, I wouldn't be surprised if they came from William and Kate's people. Oh, Lorraine. Think so? Oh, yes. This is not done. You just do it under, who do you think you are? Can't you imagine the pearl clutching? Who do you think you are? We have really been slow to royal speak this, Julia. All right. Okay. What else do we know? Okay, Justin Bieber and Brandy Glanville are getting in. uh, People are hating on him because they did. And Brandy Glanville? They both did pregnancy April Fool's jokes. People failed to see the I thought they were kind of funny. I mean, Justin Bieber is not funny right now because I just feel like he's made us all know that he's so de- depressed Didn't and Didn't he just sad. tell us like two weeks ago he wasn't going to talk to us anymore because he needed to just... They lie. Yeah, I know it. Anyway, I wouldn't get I too worked up about that. I think that generation, if I can say it correctly, cannot not 
be on social media. Julia, I don't. I think it's addiction. No, I, I don't. I think you are wrong to declare really? it to one generation. Oh. I think that I think people of all ages have a problem with right, airing fine. their dirty laundry and their feelings. I just counseled a friend of mine today who, mm. you know, I know people are too, they overshare too much of, mm-hmm. um, when you're going through a bad time, yeah, I don't want to know a it. sad time, and you really hate somebody or someone's done you wrong. If you really like do a big explanation on on it on anything, I guarantee you, you're, you're gonna cringe. <laughs> Maybe even just a couple of weeks. It might take you a year, but you're All gonna right, cringe. Fine. Okay, Tom Petty's widow in legal battle with his daughters. This is not good, you guys. This is not good. Tom Petty's widow is taking his daughters to court. She is not the birth mom. No. She's the The stepmom. Bonus mom. Was there a stepmom? Yes. Look at Lori. It's a bonus mom when the kids like Like you, but then you're called a stepmom when they don't like you. When you're trying to take the money. It's true. It's true. Did he not have a will or something? Yes, he had a will. But he, she says, Tom Petty's wife says, Mm -hmm. I'm in charge of this state. But Tom granted his two daughters a say in the decision-making process. Okay. A say in the decision-making process should strike fear in your heart because that therein lies the problem. Well, that's just too bold. It is. It encompasses everything. So now they're disputing over unreleased music. And according to Dana, um, she said... um, that they are, they all have a third and a third, a third, basically of his light, what he looks like, the music, unreleased music, oh, and dear. blah blah blah. And um, anyway, they don't agree. He gave everybody a third and a third and a third. Does that make a hundred? Uh, pretty damn close, quite. Lori. There's okay. a percentage left, so they okay, probably have a third, a third point left. three. Maybe there's <laughs> another person. Anyway, it's going to get ugly. It seems One like it of the daughters has. approved a photo of a uh, um, a photo that was going to be used at a park dedicated to her father in Gainesville. She didn't like the photo that was selected. No, you can see this happening in a family. Mm-hmm. People are very different. Um, anyway, they want a day to day manager for the estate. This is going to cost. Oh, that'll money. cost a million. Have them call princess people. Family. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. How to how to waste money? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, Rihanna's Fenty Beauty. Um, you know, that has been such a remarkably yes. uh, successful makeup line because of all the um, tones and colors. Yes. But uh, they put out a line of bronzers and highlighter shades. And one of them, like one was called Mo, Mo Honey Afternoon Snack. I Oh, it's like the old, you know, OPI nail colors yeah. when they used to be fun. Uh, and another one was called, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Another one was called Geisha Chic. Yeah. And the Geisha Chic one, people got mad um, because it, it it's it's red and it, fetish, it fetish, fetishizes, fetishizes Japanese culture by oh. using the word geisha. Well, yeah. Oh, dear. Well, I just said gypsy yesterday. I wonder who I'm in trouble with. Well, gypsies, tramps, and thieves. You're in trouble <laughs> okay. with share. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway, uh, but according to Watchdog, Watchdog Instagram account, SD Laundry, I, would, I think we yeah. should follow that yeah. one. I guess they follow all fashion and beauty. And, on Insta? On Insta. Um, uh, they said, I wish more brands responded like this because Fenty just said, you know, we hear you. We've pulled the product. We'll rename it. Uh, thank you so much for educating us. Yeah. Like perfect. that is a great That's way great- of handling a snafu. Love it. 
Which, by the way, do you know the military acronym that SNAFU is from? Yeah, we can't say it all. I know, but I, I just imagine. want to know if Julia knows the Army, the military, uh, the SNAFU. I'm going to write it down for you. We can't do it right now. Mm-hmm. There's one word we can Situation say. normal. All balls forward. No. It's, no. It's a, all falls off. Yeah. No, Mine was. Oh, God. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Donnie, say it and take out the bad word. Situation normal, all blanked up. Stop. Yeah. That's what snafu is. But why means. would they even say situation normal? Why aren't they That's why they'd say, it's, uh, sir, it's a snafu. That's all I can say. It's a snafu or whatever, okay. you know. Well, Acronyms in the military. Yeah. That's why and like, people would have said, God bless you. Yeah, exactly. things are always blanked up. They're never really normal. That's mm-hmm. right. James Corden frustrated that chubby actors never fall in love. They never have sex. I, I, I really appreciate this because... It's so true. You know, like we had to see that gal from Down Under, you know, she was in the romantic comedy with... uh, Oh, Rebel Wilson. Yeah, Rebel Wilson, you know, and it was just so wild to think that she would be having sex with a hot guy because she's heavy. Yeah. I mean, that Uh, that happens a lot. Yeah, exactly. Well, he said if you watch a television or movie, if an alien came back and had to take a reading on planet Earth, they would say, wow, if you're chubby or at all... You know, round, you don't ever fall in love, you never have sex, and no one ever finds you really attractive. Yeah, it's amazing how you can even survive. That's why people loved that six-part A.D. Bryant shrill on Hulu. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, that you watched a couple, though, I thought. No, I didn't even start it. Oh, you didn't? Oh, that is that is delightful and funny, and she's fearless in oh, that. Gosh, we are coming back to talk about the crazy shenanigans that are happening in that funny play. Spam a lot. Okay, but just let me do, you got to do one more because okay. I saved the best for last. Okay. Kevin Hunter was spotted for four and a half minutes at a jewelry store in Brooklyn. Buying a a, a, a push ring for his girlfriend. Okay, I was wondering, mm-hmm. is it apology bling for no. Wendy or is it a push present? It's a push present. Yeah, he was he was in there. This is where Pete Davidson bought his $93,000 engagement ring to Ariana. Did she give Monday. it back? Yes, she did. Okay. Yeah. She, he just bought her a push ring. Nice. He's he's a <laughs> snake. All right, All right, we gotta go. Bye. So, what are you trying to say? Hollywood. Oops. Hollywood's begin. Where's our clippity clop? Clippity clop. Sorry, music. I meant to replace that. I got distracted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was entertaining our in-studio guests. Well, that's important to do. <laughs> that is. Okay, Wait. we are delighted right now. We have um, Cassidy with K. Hey. Cassidy Devlin is with us, and he is playing Sir Robin, guard number one, and brother Maynard in the fabulous Spam a Lot, which is yes. now at the Ordway. Starts tonight and it runs through Sunday. Sunday has a matinee. <coughs> this show is so much fun. If people have never seen Spam a Lot, give them, Cassidy, give them the setup. All right. Um, well, You're first darling. of all, first of all, Cassidy is delicious. Yes, I'm casting them in Riverdale right now. His freckles don't show up on his Instagram account. I know. It's tricky. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Um, So, yeah, Spamala, I would say, well, you know, it's not even like a musical theater show. It's kind of the closest thing I could say, depending on the audience, it's like a mix between seeing the Rocky Horror Picture Show live, just because there's, because people know this material so well. And uh, people have been loving the film that it's based on, you know, since the early 70s. So depending on the audience, it's going to be 
It's rowdy. It's raucous. It's rowdy. It's a show that I would recommend having a couple of mimosas before mm-hmm. seeing, or you know, a little bit of a couple glasses of rosé before you go see it. Uh, but it's essentially is the movie. It's Monty Python and the Holy Grail, mm-hmm. uh, but with a lot of stuff added. If you're a Python fan, you're gonna love it. Obviously, it's kind of like going to church. But if you're not a Python fan, there's a lot for you there uh, to enjoy as well. It's so I never or, had any idea. And the first time I saw Spamalot, I'd never seen a Monty Python movie. I had an uncle and an yeah. aunt who were crazy about it, but they were like 15 years older. Yes. So I thought it was an older thing. And then I go to Spamalot and it was a blast. It's a blast. It's a blast. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. That was so much fun. My I was Aunt laughing Kathy. my butt off. I have an Aunt Kathy. We played Pittsburgh. She's like, I love you, Cass, but I just don't think I can sit through it. I hate Monty Python. I can't go see it. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, she's like, okay, well, I'm going to go see it. How often do I get to see you? In it. Okay. She goes to see it, loves it, laughs louder than anyone. Mm-hmm. So it is a testament. It's just, it's a well written show. I loved it. We saw yeah. it in New York when it first yeah. showed when I remember it was the hottest ticket. Hot, it was hot, so hot. Yeah. It's one Tony's. And- it's, it's hysterical. So if you, you know, were in, you know, it was John Cleese, and mm. do you know like any fun Monty Python facts? Oh my gosh. I mean, I know so many, especially about the original film. Well, so Eric, you know, wrote the show. He's an original Monty Python member. Um, you also know him from the Ruddles and that kind of stuff that he did afterwards. Which uh, we have no clue what you're talking about. All right, all right, I do. All right. You do. I do. Does. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's delightful. Um, so he, he's the one who adapted the show, and we've, we get to see him from time to time. But he just came out with a new book, a memoir. What's sort his of last detailing. name again? Eric Idle. I, Eric Idle. Eric right. Idle, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he came out with a new book that sort of talks about all the, the background is stories he funny? of doing. Is he funny? He's a in blast. real life, he is. Oh, yeah. And John Cleese. Oh, John Cleese is amazing. He's amazing. I mean, there were six guys, right? Yeah, yeah. Six guys. We've lost one, sadly, in the 80s, but the other five are uh, still going strong yeah i only know eric and john's name they seem yeah. to be the most well known they're touring a lot i think it's called the uh they do. Graham Chapman, terry gilliam yep. oh eric terry gilliam jones that guy? yes yeah. mike wackadoo yeah. filmmaker yeah yeah he was he's an really original bizarre. he's the one american the one oh. american involved yeah but yeah there's a lot of fun background stories especially with the movie i mean yeah. apparently the film is horrific to make well you uh, know who backed it their uh, initial budget was 200 pounds and, and was it not george harrison right no it was led zeppelin led zeppelin Pink george Floyd. harrison paid for the second movie in genesis wow. yeah in wow. genesis that's yeah. right because um, they were all like mates or something no they all thought monty Python. i mean that was a stoner thing in the oh, 70s yeah. oh it was huge if you think about it way mm-hmm. back that's true my <laughs> well, aunt and uncle were yeah. stoners yeah the one of the two I'm thinking of. What's funny is the guys are straight lays. Yeah. You know, well, besides um, Chapman was a little bit uh, bottle of vodka before noon. But besides that, everyone else was pretty, uh, pretty chill. Yeah, I know George Harrison paid for the second movie, uh, Life of Brian. He said it was the most expensive theater ticket he ever bought or right. uh, movie ticket he ever but bought. It's, but it's just the humor. I was even going online today and I was just laughing looking at the yeah. pictures of them. And, you know, the coconut joke. Oh, yeah. yeah the Tell everybody about how the coconut thing even came so, about. Yeah, so it's Monty Python. If you're just joining us, we're with Cassidy with a K. Hello. Um, Um, We're talking about Spamalot at the Ordway. Yeah, so the biggest trope that you know from it is the coconuts are used uh, instead of having a horse. The reason is they wanted to have horses in the movie, (laughs) but their budget got cut 
down pretty much. Uh, so what they ended up doing was sort of a throwback to how in the old radio days when they would do uh, sound radio sound plays, effect. you would have two coconuts together to make the sound of horse hooves. So that makes it into the movie and also makes it into the play. And it's probably the most recognizable bit is that his uh, faithful servant, Patsy, is behind him banging the coconuts together. <laughs> and we still do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so funny. Oh, yeah. you guys, if you just want to laugh and, you know, the weather's still crazy, unpredictable. It, this <sighs> is a funny, funny mm-hmm. show that just makes you laugh. I just really, I remember hanging out with people and I'm like, what is that? My Python stuff. That's yeah. just the stoner thing. But it is so funny. Yeah, it's, it's so really clever. Good. And so you're so delightful. And you said you've been in Spam a lot for nine years in yeah. one way or another. Yeah, nine years. I've been touring with the show on and off. Well, we toured it for a bit. Do they have nine-year-olds that are cast? <laughs> there is literally someone in this show, one of the one of the chorus dancers. I love the guy. Um, and he said, I want you to know that w- when I was in... When I was 14 years old, I saw you play this role, and I it made me want to be an actor. And now, I'm in the show, and oh I was like, gosh. I'm not that old. Don't right. tell me that. <laughs> I don't want to know that. Um, good. It's good to know that these types of things happen to people of all ages. Yes. 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 Exactly. We actually just played his hometown, the the place where we first saw the show. Oh. Uh, we were just there in Flint, Michigan. Um, oh, funny. Yeah, but I've been with the show for nine years now. I am the longest running Sir Robin in Spamalot history, and our Lancelot is the longest running Sir Lancelot. Uh, in Spamlet history, but we did the show together for like five years. We took off five years, and this is, I would say, the reunion tour. A lot of us old guys have come back, uh, and this is sort of it. This is going to be the last yeah. opportunity to see Spamlet. It's not going to be touring after this, so Serious? this is the uh, farewell okay. tour. Wow. Uh, Eric's got some things in the works that he's working on with how the show moves forward. Well, but this is going to open you up, Cassidy, yeah. for yes. moving to Los Angeles, Lori's getting yes. cast Lori's on Riverdale. I Do you have a good agent? Uh, yeah, well, I'm hopefully getting a better one. Better one. Looking like okay, I should be a little hush Just about send them this little thing. Yes. Because yeah. everyone listens. Listen to the dulcet tones of my voice. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You do have good, the, but seriously. And if you charmed us, it's a big deal. Okay, good. I haven't asked you to take your shirt off yet, which I'm not, not allowed to do anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, it's a, it's a sedentary lifestyle to get a body like this. Yeah. You know, it was You're the funny. last person that you got to take off their shirt, and then the complaints came in after. It was da- Maxim. Yeah. The Dancing for the, the Stars. The dance Max from Dancing with the Stars. Oh, really? He wanted to he take wanted it off. To. He Come wanted on, to show us his know. muscles. Yeah. Yeah. He totally did. Yeah. I really, I okay, people tell us, usually no, want to. Look around our man wall, Cassidy, because yeah, you're a working wall. actor. You yeah. lived in New York. Like, let's move over here to Bobby Cannavale. To the one I to know, Bobby, Bobby Cannavale. Yeah. Tell us about... Uh, so yeah. the, the life of an actor is usually not so glamorous. It usually yeah. involves walking four to five dogs at a time down the streets of New York City <laughs> in order to pay for your rent so you don't starve to death. Um, so I did that job for many years in New York City. You're a dog walker? Yeah, oh, yeah usually, well, from time to time. Yeah, not yeah, anymore. I've graduated. Yeah. Yeah. To me, it always kind of, I always look at the dog walkers and I always think, oh, I hope they get their lucky break. Or yeah, I always yeah. think, you know, something. It's hard work. It is hard work. But I've ran into Bobby Cannavale on the street. I've like heard on the upper, him upper east side? On the upper west side. Upper west there's okay. Bobby Cannavale, and he's he's uh, smoking something <laughs> that's yeah. not tobacco. Right. Uh, well, he's a new dad. Uh, yeah. He, he is he's relaxed. Very sweet, but he was. I've the three times I've ran into him, he was having an argument on the phone, and I just want to tell you if you've seen him on Boardwalk Empire, yep. that level of anger can translate that's in really real life as real. well. I believe it. He seems like yeah. he does. He's 
He that's, stands out, though. You see him in a crowd, you yeah. go, that's Bobby Cannavale, well, he's, but he's, you do not. We fell in love with him on Rescue Me. Like, yeah. we just had all kinds of, you know, being yeah. saved in a fire. Yeah. You know what I'm As one does. As <laughs> one does. Now, now, so you're looking at our man wall. Yeah, and you Justin Timberlake, my oh, now JT? wife, used to babysit just above JT? his apartment. Um, she was a babysitter was he in nice? Tribeca. Um, he was never around. No. He's one of those people that has, you know, 50,000 places and doesn't right. live in any of them He's for more than around. a day. Right. Um, and while you were gone, he actually stopped his concert because a couple had a sign that said, Justin Timberlake is my safe word. <laughs> of course he would stop for that. And he's like, wait, is that where you have a word that you say when you... St-? I'm like, are you did, really explaining that to he, us? He did not. He yes, he did. He's a little geeky. He you is. Know, for as, for oh, as suave get, as he is. Don't get her started. Don't get because I'm Janet Jackson forever. Oh, got yeah, it. I got am. it. Yeah, and I just yeah, think yeah. he did her wrong. He did her His dirty. career's been fine. Hers has not. But that's, that's not how it always goes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He did her dirty. The yeah. woman was Sean. Yeah, of okay. course. Or <laughs> he did her dirty. He did. <laughs> I have to say, though, just a couple things about seeing a show at the Ordway because it's such a beautiful theater. Yes, it and is. do you love performing there? Want, the seats are lovely. I've played in uh, 49 of the 50 states. I've been, you know, everywhere. There are maybe. 10 top 10 theaters that I have mm-hmm. in in the United States and this is hands down one of them. I played here with Camelot about 5 6 Camelot. years ago. Camelot. Yeah. Um and is I love this theater. Is there a Spamalot song you love to sing? Spamalot my fa- oh yeah probably my song. Let's yeah. do it really favorite. quick. I'll sing um, with you. Really? Mm-hmm. All right. No, no, because this will give away. There's a there's a bit. I don't want to yeah. give it away. Oh, don't give it away. Don't give it away. Well, what's a, is your wife in your, in your play with you? Your musical? Now I wish no, we tried to get okay. her, but uh, we they were there's talking about casting female. her yeah. in yeah. in one of the male roles, and it was all good to go. But legally, you can't. You know, it's always all right for men to play women, right? But it's never okay for the other Are way you around. Kidding? No, I've never See, heard of that, that before. That seems ridiculous. The next time. The, the next, the next go around. Okay. Are they going to change that? The actors union? Are they going to work around that? Or oh, is I'm it bigger sure. than that? Uh, well, we'll, we'll see. Well, yeah, it's individual. Some, some of these old plays, Waiting for Gatto, you can't do it with women at all. Really? It's strict never, in the contract. You cannot do it. I've <sighs> never heard of this. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you right now yeah. could be, you know, in any Broadway show besides being right here right, in right, the Twin right. Cities, what's the one you'd want to be in? Hmm. I love comedy, but I love drama. I do love to play 39 Steps. I don't know if you've seen that. It's three actors. It's like the Alfred Hitchcock movie, no, but, but they tell it immediately. It. That's a lot of fun. 39 Steps. Sorry, right, we're running out of time, so you can't tell us anymore. Uh, 39 Steps, I'd love to do Amadeus. Um, uh, I would love to do... Uh, I know I love Little Shop of Horrors a lot. I do That's too. a fun show. You're darling. It oh, was thanks. so nice to meet you. Kev- Cassidy Devon. Devlin. 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 Devon works, though. Yeah. <laughs> and Spam a lot right now at the Ordway. Tickets are still available.